Hi, everybody. I'm Jaden Doye, and I'm delighted that you've joined me for this episode of the Long Quarter Podcast. I'm known as the Traveling CPA, and I've dedicated my professional life to helping firm owners reach new heights and catch more flights. I believe that you don't have to be tied to a desk seven days a week to have a profitable firm. That's why I'm here, bringing ideas and information that can help you create a first-class firm that pays you the salary you deserve and provides you with the lifestyle you desire. All right, so today we are talking about the least favorite topic that law firm owners come across and that is the dun 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 iota account the iota account is a type of trust account that can collect interest but then those interests are usually transferred out for the state bar or charitable purposes for the provision of civil legal services for people that need services at a free or low cost. Now, every state has certain parameters surrounding IOTA accounts. However, I will personally discuss the general rules that apply to an IOTA account because I do recognize that many people have difficulty understanding this concept. And so what I plan to do is break this down so that people, all law firm owners can truly understand it without difficulty. Okay. So the biggest difference between a law practice and any other business is that there are operating accounts and trust accounts. So when a firm receives a retainer and that money is not earned, that money must go into the trust account. And today, when I go through this, you will hear me use trust account and IOTA account interchangeably. The fees, however, for that bank account, if there are any fees, come out of the operating account. They do not come out of the trust account. The law firm must, according to their cash management, transfer the money when earned from the trust account to the operating account. Okay. Now let's talk about handling retainers properly. Money that you've received but not yet earned goes into the IOTA account. And you prepare your bills, whether you prepare your bills monthly or weekly, you will list your fees and costs associated with the matter. Okay. So, for example, you have a $5,000 retainer for a client. And let's say you do your billing on the 15th. 
So the activity from the 1st to the 14th includes billable hours in the amount of $2,000. On the 15th, you will bill your client $2,000. Now that the bill has been sent, you can now move the money from the IOTA account to your operating account because you have now earned $2,000 from billable hours. Now, let's say it's time to pay rent. It's the first of the month. Rent is $2,000, but you only have $1,000 in your operating account. If you are thinking about transferring the money from the IOTA account to cover that rent and you promise you'll put it back, I need you to disregard that thought right now. You cannot pay operating expenses out of your IOTA account. This money is really not your money. So what you do is you transfer the money from the IOTA to the operating once earned, but do not pay operating expenses out of your IOTA account. That will actually get you in hot water with the bar. You want to make sure that you keep good records. There's actually pretty strict record keeping requirements when it comes to having an IOTA account. You need to have a separate ledger for every client that you've had funds for in that account. You need to have copies of invoices, bills, check images. And I usually recommend having some type of reconciliation sheet for each matter. Now, depending on which software you're using, oftentimes the software will do most of the work for you. However, if you're not using an up-to-date legal management software that has an accounting feature in it, it will be rather difficult for you to create what's called a three-way reconciliation report. So many bar associations actually require that you have a three-way reconciliation report. And this report shows that your bank account balance your book balance, and your balance by matter all equal up. They want to make sure that your accounting system, your records, and your bank statements all are in line and that you are not misappropriating funds. Hey, it's Jaden here, taking a quick break. Thanks for listening this far. I just wanted to let you know about the Law Firm Growth Toolkit I've put together. You can actually download it now at www.lawandquarter.com. This toolkit will provide you with the resources needed to start making strides towards creating 
the firm of your dreams. So let's really break down which each one of these terms mean as it pertains to bank account balance, book balance, and balance by matter. Your bank account balance is the amount that's actually shown on the bank statement. If there are any errors, they should be reported to the bank and addressed immediately. Failure to report an error in a timely fashion can actually remove the obligation of the bank to fix it. And making sure that you're always checking can also help you stop fraud. Ideally, the bank returns and clear checks and copies of checks, all of those things can be readily available using online banking. And if there are old unclear transactions, those should be handled in the manner designated by your bar association. This usually means finding the person that is owed the money or returning funds to a client. And if that can't be done, you must turn the funds over to your state. States have rules about how long you can wait on these older transactions. So make sure you know your state's guidelines. Book balance is the amount that you show for the IOLTA account on your financial statement. Remember, earlier we talked about the balance sheet. On the balance sheet will actually, actually reflect the IOLTA bank account. And you'll also have an associated liability account on your balance sheet. Since the IOLTA account is not money that actually belongs to the firm, there should always be a liability account with the balance matching that of the bank account. This will properly reflect the positive and negative so the values are not part of the firm's value. The book balance may not match the bank balance and that's only because of unclear checks or deposits. These may have older items that haven't been handled or transactions that have not had time to pass through the bank clearing system. The book balance should equal the bank account balance adjusted for unclear transactions. When you reconcile a bank account on the books, and when I say on the books, I mean in your accounting software, there is a portion of the financial statements where it shows the adjusted balance of your bank accounts accounting for all of your unclear transactions. So if you're confused about where can I view transactions that haven't cleared yet, your bank reconciliation report is where you can find those unclear transactions provided you put all of your transactions into your system as they occur. The third term to be aware of is balance by matter. 
And it's just like it says in the name, a list of how much money is in the IOTA account that belongs to each matter or client. Now, this should match the book balance. If it does not, you need to know why. The two main discrepancies that can be avoided are one, the IOTA interest deposited one month and removed from the next that can throw off the balance or firm funds deposited into the IOTA account to handle fees that shouldn't be taken out of that account. To avoid these discrepancies, make sure that you have a standard operating procedure for tracking client funds. This is why I recommend billing processes be done weekly versus monthly because it forces you to take a look at your balance by matter and by client and it can help you catch any discrepancies sooner rather than later. If you follow these rules, this will minimize the risk of commingling funds and you losing your license. I love using Cosmolex because it makes it impossible to go negative in an IOTA account in your accounting system. It has parameters in place to help the law firm owner easily trace IOTA account funds. Oftentimes, the attorneys I work with work on different matters for a client. So for example, a business attorney may start out with a business formation matter for a client and they will have leftover funds in their IOTA account. Well, eventually that client needs contracts done. So once another matter is created, the funds from the closed out matter are transferred to the new matter. So we started with the balance of 5,000 after the formation, it went down to 3,000. And after the contracts are done, maybe there's a dispute that they have to handle. So we spent a thousand on the contracts and now the 2000 goes to the next matter, which will be the dispute. And let's say the dispute requires the full $2,000 remaining to which at that point, the system in Cosmolex can actually show you how and when the, the funds were, were transferred as they were transferred from the IOTA to the operating when they were billed and as they were transferred from one matter to the next. Unfortunately, QuickBooks does not do that.
Thanks so much for listening to the Law and Quarter podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit our website at www.lawandquarter.com for more show notes and additional episodes. If you have time, subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show. That will help other people find us. Again, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Law and Quarter podcast.